0: Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility.
3: Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.
4: Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
5: The countdown is on. Big announcement on Monday, and we're all very excited about it. I can't say much yet, but I will say, if you're a parent, you will not want to miss this. We are taking a big step forward in our mission to fight crime. If you want to be one of the first to find out the news, go to nancygrace.com now. Sign up for a free email newsletter. Repeat, free email newsletter at nancygrace.com you will get this special announcement delivered straight into your mailbox. We're giving you something special in that email, too, as a thank you for supporting us at Crime Stories and CrimeOnline.com. Go to NancyGrace.com and sign up. Doesn't cost you a thing, believe you me, and you'll be the first to hear of our announcement. NancyGrace.com. Please go there now. I'll be looking forward to speaking to you. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace.
6: Moose Creek police say Hires shot and killed his wife at their home back in March 2005. The shooting happened a few days after the ex-cop failed to show up for court. On charges, he molested a 10-year-old girl in Dorchester County. Neighbors reported seeing hires leave the house a few hours before his wife's body was found. Hires was seen on surveillance video withdrawing hundreds of dollars in cash at a Collin County convenience store ATM. How can one guy elude police? For
5: 10 years, leaving behind a wake of pain, including at least one dead body that we know of. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. I'm talking about none other than the evil Daniel Hires. And with me to figure it out? A panel of all-stars, Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Research Institute. Lauren Howard, psychotherapist out of New York, and boy, do we need a shrink. Joseph Scott Morgan, death investigator, author of Blood Beneath My Feet, and professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University. High-profile North Carolina lawyer, Kathleen Murphy. And joining me right now from the state newspaper in Columbia, South Carolina, Travis Bland. Travis why tell me just you know what start at the
0: beginning he was born in 1972 and he grew up in a town called hampton or hampton county which is just on the edge of south carolina's low country boy
5: you are starting at the beginning yep hold on don't you want to go back to gestation that would be nine months before (laughs) for pete's sake okay go ahead i want to hear the whole thing all right
0: so coming up in hampton county um hampton county is a place known for its watermelon festival actually and as he grew up he he became kind of an athletic fellow according to the u.s marshals he was into uh, physical fitness, and I read one record where he's into basketball, and one of the things he got into was uh, karate. Wait,
5: wait, wait, wait. Travis, Travis, Mm -hmm. Travis, 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 hold on. You know what? We may all be experts in our field, but we still want to hear the story. Don't make me drink from the fire hydrant. You're going too fast. And for another thing right there, Mm -hmm. Cheryl McCollum, the other day, uh, I was at John David's soccer game, and I saw one of the coaches all bulked up. I'm like, David Lynch. Don't let me catch you five hours in the gym, not that there's any threat of that. But when I see a guy all bulked up, I'm like, why is he spending so much time in the gym instead of his, like, 40-minute run for his heart? I don't like that right there, okay? Because he needs to be at work supporting his family, not being a gym rat.
2: I agree completely. But, Nancy, I'll tell you, that's another way they might catch you. Those types of habits and hobbies. They will not give up. Well,
5: I just wonder if there's any steroid use, but I'm far, far ahead of Travis Bland, reporter for the state newspaper, who is, I believe you had just gotten out of his gestational period in his mother's womb. So go ahead.
0: Yes. yes. Well, you know, one of the things that happens uh, as he grows up is he becomes a cop in his early 20s. He begins a career in law enforcement uh, and he's a cop from the early 90s to the mid 2000s. He was even a school resource officer. So that's a officer in a school. Uh, that's what they call him here in South Carolina, I believe, other places too. And and that's in the Charleston area. And people remember him being a school resource officer. And so, from all indications, a normal, stand-up person who wants to, you know, serve folks. Then, in uh, 2004, that's when the story of hires really changes. That's the year that Charleston area police charged him with committing a lewd act on a child. Um, and the girl he allegedly molested was. 10 years old and she was part of a karate class that hires was in and the girl's mother told the media that at first hires okay wait
5: wait 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 travis travis bland hold on yeah. was he in the class or teaching the class i'm
0: unclear on that i believe just because of his age he would have to be some sort of instructor in it but that. okay just, hold
5: on just a moment right there right there joseph scott morgan we've analyzed so many cases why is it the karate instructor's are the pervs? Why is that? I mean, there's so many of them. It's the karate instructor.
7: Yeah, uh, it makes me reflect back to to a case uh, back in uh, in South Louisiana, which oh, yeah. I don't know where the fellow had been extradited from Texas. Dad was waiting by the phone book, uh, by the phone booth in Baton Rouge, and shot the guy as soon as he got off the pl- off the plane, and he had been. Uh, a karate instructor i don't know i think that a lot of it is very it's a very intimate kind of kind of relationship that that an individual will have with a student because they're teaching them moves and all these sorts of things i'm not going to sit here and impugn everybody that's involved in martial arts but yeah there seems to be a thread there
5: yeah i mean i'm not trying in fact i want to uh i've had the children both of them john david and lucy in karate when we were out living in California. And I'm going to put them back into karate. But I keep hearing about karate instructors getting into all sorts of trouble. You're talking about Leon Gary Pluchet, who became a uh when he shot down Jeff Duquette, the karate instructor, who yep. allegedly molested his yep. son. Okay, that's a whole nother can of worms, karate instructors. Forgive me everywhere. All right, Travis, go ahead. What happened with the 10-year-old
8: girl?
0: Well, according to her mother in a report in the Post and Courier at the time, he befriended the girl, and at first his mother thought that was kind of odd. Um, the girl's
5: mother, excuse me. and Befriended her? But she, what do you mean, befriended? Yeah, be- you know what? Hold on. Take a listen to this, Travis.
1: He's like, just don't tell anyone. This is our secret. Probably like the second week of karate class, you know, he just asked, you know, what was, what's your name? Who do you come here with? Like, where's your mom? Dan was trusted by the mother uh, because he was a police officer. I, I, I did trust him. He was brought up in the church from a small town. I mean, good, you know, good Christian family.
5: Okay, hold on. I hear good Christian family, a cop, a small town, karate instructor. Now, take a listen to the molestation victim, Lauren Ramsey we all got
1: close and my mom felt that you know she can trust him to take me to karate classes or to soccer practice if she was working or couldn't do it he would pick me up um, in his cop car let me push all the lights and all the buttons and stuff but I did I felt very safe because you know as a police officer you're here to you know protect and you know serve he would sometimes try to touch me in inappropriate places And I didn't really catch on. I just kind of, like, blocked it out. Didn't want to tell anyone. He told me that they wouldn't believe me if I told. Um, He was like, you know, I'm a police officer. They're not going to believe a little girl. Leslie says
5: her daughter met hires in a karate class. He showed no interest in the mother, but was keenly interested in the little girl 20 years younger than him, took her shopping, bought her expensive gifts, drove her to karate class, sent the little girl flowers. The mom was a single mom and got suspicious at first, but then she grew to trust him, even planning to designate him as the girl's legal guardian in case of an emergency. Ugh. Okay. All that changed after she watched a video about inappropriate touching at school, and the girl told her mom, hires had been touching her. Oh. My goodness, he would take the little girl to Walmart parking lots and similar locations to funnel her repeatedly and make her touch him. Okay, so that's the good guy we're talking about, but it doesn't end there. Now, hires allegedly still on the run eluding cops for 10 years is wanted for a lot more than that.
7: No one in our investigation ever had a crossword to say about Mila. She was viewed as a hard worker, she held a job, she was trying to get an education, and uh, was a good wife.
6: A lot of people give the impression that both Dan and Mila were on good terms and and had a happy, loving relationship.
1: She would state things like uh, Dan not showing her any attention, that she would have to initiate any type of physical contact with him, and that his friends would compliment her, but he would never compliment her. That's from our friends
5: at Crime Watch Daily. First of all, I can tell you right now, there's something way wrong with that. Lauren Howard, New York psychotherapist. I mean, um, you know what? If you don't feed a dog, it'll eat next door. Same thing. It's just no offense to Travis Bland and Joe Scott Morgan here on the panel. And I hope my husband's not listening. But you know what? When your husband shows absolutely no interest in you, whether you're interested or not at that moment, to Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina family lawyer. I mean, that's one of the first
2: signs of trouble. Well, Nancy, I think the real first sign of trouble is that he met his wife when she was 15 and he was 23, and they married two years later. That along with the 10-year-old child and some of the allegations made with respect to his inappropriate behavior while in China, we clearly have a sexual predator and a murderer. There's
5: something way wrong, Lauren Howard.
8: Well, you know, there are many marriages where there is not sexual activity between partners. So that in and of itself is really, you know, people lie about how often they're having sex. Um, The fact that he didn't show any interest is really not enough to be indicative of anything. But there are other things that we've been hearing and looking at that are. So, you know, does it matter? Um, But I would say that in and of itself is not here.
5: Well, you know, Lauren, that may be the opinion of a New York psychotherapist, but Cheryl McCollum in the real world, um, it's laughable.
2: Well, not just that, Nancy. The wife was his victim of a homicide. So it says to me, she knew something, whether it's his computer searches, whether or not he had child porn, whether or not she knew of other people that alleged things to her, um... I think she knew a lot. Back to
5: Travis Bland, reporter for the state newspaper in Columbia. Travis, let's take it from there. The fact that the wife actually told people, he's just not into me.
0: Yeah, um, that's the reports that I saw as well. And there was also some indications that there was some other problems with the relationship that her family knew about as well. Um, But I think the bigger well,
5: you can't just drop a bomb and walk away. What do you mean other problems her family knew about? What problems?
0: Well, the problems the Post and Courier reported on them in 2015. Her family said that they knew he wasn't interested in her um, physically and that, you know, their relationship was distant, um, that there was issues like that. And there was some problems from the beginning of it that her family never really wanted her to marry Um, Hires to begin with, the Post and Courier reported.
5: An ex cop accused of molesting a 10 year old little girl and then murdering his wife. Has he been arrested in China after leading the cops on a wild goose chase? 13 years, 10 plus years on the lamb. We're talking about Daniel William. Myers, Jr., a former police officer in Charleston, South Carolina, reportedly living abroad as an English teacher. I want to go back to the murder of his wife. Take a listen as investigators describe their murder scene. Here's Karen Nix from Charlotte Police and
1: Dennis Susco from the U.S. Marshal Service. Upon entering the bedroom, uh, Mila can be seen uh, laying in the bed, um, obviously, Uh, dead from a gunshot wound.
6: It appears as if she was sleeping and uh, was not awake at the time when she was
1: murdered. A patrol officer had already determined that there was no firearm in uh, the bedroom um, or any other part of the residence.
6: He visited escorts, he would uh, frequent strip clubs, and uh, in fact there were uh, some allegations that he may have even uh, dated some other females that were of high school age.
1: I believe Dan Heyers is a coward. He waits until she's asleep and shoots her in the back of the head.
6: The bullet was of the same caliber of a gun that Dan Hires possessed.
5: Wow. You are hearing from not only police, but from the U.S. marshals. So to me, that changes everything. Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Research Institute, when the wife is claiming he has no interest in her whatsoever, and now we find out he's at strip clubs ordering escorts, and possibly even dating young girls, this guy's leaving a hell of a double life.
2: Oh, absolutely. He, he's not trying to hide it because he can't. And Nancy, I guarantee you when they start interviewing these escorts and interviewing these other folks, he either made them dress like a schoolgirl, pretend to be a schoolgirl. He, he definitely has an age range that probably ends at about 15. So that's what he's attracted to. If
5: you look at his marriage to Kathleen Murphy, family lawyer, Kathleen, I mean, he's well up in his 20s, and he's dating a 15-year-old girl right there. I mean, that uh, waves a red flag to me.
2: That'd be a clue. It's all a red flag. Yeah, I mean, I have a 15-year-old daughter, as you well know. I wish somebody 24 would knock on my door. It'd be a different show we'd be doing.
5: Yeah, you've been waiting to rack that shotgun for a long time, Cheryl McComb. Believe (laughs) me, everybody be warned. (laughs) Guys, we're talking about this guy, Daniel William Hires. And what's so ironic is he was once a cop. Then, karate instructor accused of molesting a 10-year-old girl after gaining the trust of her single mom. The mom noticed he was never interested in her, but always interested in the little girl. Then, the wife ends up dead. Travis Bland joining us, special guest from The State newspaper in Columbia. Travis, how was his wife discovered dead?
0: Well, uh, his mother actually went to look for hires after he didn't show up to surrender himself on one station charge, and then his mother found her shot in the head.
5: Oh, my goodness. So, Hire shoots and kills his wife. I believe it was the actual morning he was supposed to surrender to police on sex abuse charges. Now, those sex abuse charges, were they... Connected to the little girl?
0: No, these were different. Uh, This was a different charge from a different police agency in the Charleston area. I believe those charges relate to a girl who was even younger, a nine-year-old girl I've read in other reports.
5: Oh, my stars. Travis Bland, did the wife have any idea this was going on?
0: There's no indication that I've seen that she had any idea.
5: Now, from what we are told, um, he goes on the run even though there's a reward for $25,000 for tips leading to his capture. And according to sources in Shanghai, a former university student in China, now in California, happened to look at the U.S. Marshals Service Most Wanted list and recognizes hires, alleging he was an English teacher overseas that has not been verified that he was extremely popular, tall, Handsome, not to me, but apparently to some people, and that he tried to court the school girls, uh, allegedly harassing one of the girls when she rebuffed him by sending pornographic images. Now, what's really interesting to me, in addition to solving the crimes, is how this guy, who is a repeat child molester and now, I believe, a murderer, manages to blend in with society, not only blend in, but gain the trust of so many people. Take a listen to Dennis Susco, U.S. Marshal.
6: Dan's personality is such where he is uh, generally good-mannered and uh, can easily blend into many different environments. Um, He uh, comes across as being uh, genuine and trustworthy. Dan's double life included uh, frequent trips to strip clubs, prostitutes, escorts, as well as uh, other uh, females that uh, were very close to being minors.
7: After murdering Mila, we believe Dan left the residence in her red Chevy Aveo and fled the area. And then after that, the last known potential location would have been in the state of Texas, where his car was found abandoned in a hospital parking lot.
6: Of course, our initial investigation Uh, concentrated on him possibly fleeing to mexico there have been numerous leads uh, that we have followed up in uh, mexico as well as other countries and to include canada uh, the uh, united kingdom australia
5: how did daniel william hires jr elude police for 10 years plus uh, uh, around 13 years Now, listen to this. He was placed as a social chameleon that could uh, convince everybody he was a straight-up guy. He was put, it's like putting the fox in the hen house. At the time of his arrest, the first time before he got away, he was a resource officer at West Ashley High School and had been on the Charleston police force for six years. One little girl he allegedly molested told the Post and Courier that she and her daughter had met him at, guess where, a karate class where the girl was taking classes. And the mom thought that he was becoming a father figure in her child's life. He even let the girl play with the lights and sirens on his patrol car, would give her rides all over town, and she was totally naive, giving him complete access to her daughter. But that's the tip of the iceberg. There is a murder. To Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Research Institute, give me your expertise in analyzing the actual murder and the murder scene. She's asleep,
2: so she's zero threat to him. They're not fighting. She's not trying to harm him in any way. He needs her dead for what purpose? If he was going to get in the car and flee, the U.S. Marshals haven't found it. How was she going to find it? He killed her because of what she knew. I'm going to tell you again, the computer searches on, you know, their home computer, his phone. She knew. If her family knew that this man was not sexually attracted to her, think of what she knew.
5: When you keep referring to computer searches, what do you mean exactly?
2: Kitty porn. Straight up. He liked young girls. He dated and married her between 15 and 17. Once she aged out of what he found sexually attractive, he was done with her. He becomes a school resource officer so that he has control over these victims. He knows their background, whether or not their dad is in the home. He knows who's got other problems that might need a shoulder to cry on, so to speak. He has access to these children without anybody overseeing him. And then what does he do when he goes to the karate class? He immediately starts asking them, Hey, who dropped you off here? Who's going to pick you up? Oh, I'm happy to take her back and forth while you're at work. That means he knows dadgum well, mom nowhere around. She's at work. I've got you by myself. And of course he's sweet and kind and wonderful. That's the monster he is. If he weren't those things, he couldn't get these victims to trust him and get in the car alone with him repeatedly. To
5: Lauren Howard, uh, renowned New York psychotherapist, joining us today, weigh in on this pattern that is emerging.
8: This is the you know the I hate to be the bleeding heart person here. This is a very sick man, and the, he's a sociopath. And this is what ha- this is the behavior to be charming, to be engaging, to be manipulative to pick your victims by their vulnerability it's clear this is a clear pattern of sociopathic behavior and it's it's evidenced by even when he split and and went away and left the country and was not able to be found he was doing the same behaviors this is a compulsion it's a uh, he it's an irresistible behavior and this is you know unfortunately not the first time we've seen or heard of of this proclivity. And it's, um, you know, you could call him a monster, and yeah, but the fact is he is deeply, deeply ill, and usually, unfortunately, beyond being fixed. I mean, that's, that is the problem. You'll hear that from child molesters. They'll say, I am aware of the fact that I cannot be fixed. I can only not do it, but I can't not stop wanting to do it you know what is the genesis of that that's a much longer conversation i could give it to you i could explain to you how that the sexual imprint and that that need occurs early on in their lives but that you know that's a subject for another day
5: oh i would love to hear it i would love to hear it well, tell me a, a person's
8: sexuality is um is imprinted on them at a certain point in their development that is usually way pre puberty and un- un- unconscious, really, to adults. For instance, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, a person, um, someone I worked with, had a fetish for uh, 50s lingerie. He could not be sexually aroused unless a woman was wearing 50s lingerie, and it had to be polyester, and it, it couldn't be satin, it couldn't be, it had to be girdles girdles turned him on now why is that because in his early years when he had his first sexual awakening and again pre-puberty when he was first turned on and we're learning people are turned on much earlier than we think he saw his mother putting on her girdle and that imprinted on him you hear about people with with shoe fetishes same thing it's There, you know, we all know that there are things that occur in our history where all of a sudden it strikes. You know, there's a memory. It had a profound effect on us, and it's odd because we wonder, well, why didn't something that happened two weeks later or that seemed more important to have a profound effect on us? There's no no way to predict what will affect us at what time, what the cocktail of our personality and character development is that gets affected at any given time. So with with people with this this sickness, it's usually triggered by their first sexual awakening. It's not just that he's a monster or a pig or a terrible man. He's a very, very sick, sick man. And because he's a sociopath, he's able to figure out how to manifest his illness and hide and hide, literally which
5: is what he did well he apparently changed his appearance grew a beard gained weight on purpose hiding out in shanghai where he manages to worm his way back into a job teaching young girls immediately starting to hit on them send them porn make advances on them eluding american authorities for going on 13 years leaving behind a dead body And I hear all that. That's all the more reason not to wear girdle, ladies. I don't know who invented that. I'm sure a man. (laughs) But long story, same thing for control top pantyhose. Forget about it. Um, But long story short, the polyester girdle and lingerie isn't a crime victim. Ten-year-old girls and a dead wife are. So, Joe Scott Morgan, I'd like you as a death investigator and author of blood beneath my feet, available on Amazon. Plug, plug for Joe Scott Morgan. <laughs> Joe Scott, please analyze the crime scene as Cheryl McCollum did, and advise me your take on the murder scene.
7: Well, you know, Cheryl had painted this picture of of the wife in a uh, a completely vulnerable position. Uh, police had mentioned earlier that uh, that she appeared. Uh, to have been sleeping. Now he advanced on her, and she. This was not even made uh, to look like a suicide. Remember what they said. Uh, there was a round, uh, a bullet that was recovered at the scene that was consistent with one of his weapons that he owned. So it wasn't the weapon was not found in proximity to him, but apparently they found. Uh, found something to compare this with that would put that weapon into his possession. She was shot in the back of the head. So this is not like he attempted to make this look like a suicide or anything like this. She's shot. She's literally executed in the bed. This is my hope. And and one of the things that I teach my students at Jacksonville State. Look, when you are processing a scene, you have no idea. You have no idea how long it's going to take this case to come around, you have to do the best job that you possibly can in processing the scene. In this particular case, we've got a guy that is over a decade downrange from the event. My hope is that the police in this particular community worked this case very, very carefully. They collected every bit of this evidence. So whenever this guy does in fact make it back to the United States, which I think is gonna take a while, um, that they are able to present this thing in court, bring all this evidence forward because it's going to be critical in telling the story about this gentleman.
5: Well, you may wonder, did the wife know about all the child molestation? Well, take this into account. Hires met his very young teen bride, Lumilia Arojo, also known as Mila, during a cruise to Miami. He was 22. She had just turned 15 and was a native of Brazil. She was shy. She was skinny. She had been on a vacation with friends now, Heyer's brother said Hires would visit Brazil and make nightly phone calls to the little girl, Mila. And Mila's sister, Alessandro, says their father opposed their, quote, love because of the age difference. He begged her not to do it, but finally relented. She be- this wife believed it was a love story and apparently died believing that did she know or did she not know we will never find out because she was murdered and he took off listen september 10th
6: live 5 news got a facebook message along with an article that stated a woman recognized highest from a wanted poster she said he was a former english teacher in shanghai A spokesman for the U.S. Marshal Service told us the agency is aware of the information and they are fully engaged with the international partners about the Hires case. Hires was seen on surveillance video withdrawing hundreds of dollars in cash at a Collin County convenience store ATM. His case was featured several times on the show America's Most Wanted. Hires' car was found in June 2005 in Laredo, Texas, near the border with Mexico.
5: That is from our friends at WCSC-TV, reporter Harv. Jacobs, joining me right now, Cheryl McCollum, Lauren Howard, Joseph Scott Morgan, Kathleen Murphy, and from the state newspaper, Travis Bland. So, Travis, how did he get out of the country after murdering his wife and molesting a string of little girls and managed to stay on the lam this long?
0: Well, I heard from one source in China that told me they were familiar with hires that one of the odd rumors about him uh, in China was that he had a Mexican passport. That, that they said, would be unusual. That's unconfirmed like many things, but that is what I've heard from one source.
5: So he had a Mexican passport, but can you track, as best as you can, what happened after he left his home that day after murdering his wife, coincidentally the day he was supposed to report to court on child molestation?
0: Yeah, as best we can tell um, from evidence and what investigators have said he did. He was seen at the scene um, in his home right around the time of the murder and did go to uh, ATM and withdraw money. Then he went on the run, from what we can tell. There were spottings of him in states like Colorado and Michigan and even Toronto. But the last place that investigators had put him was a town near the border of Mexico, where they found uh, the truck that he was
2: driving. So Cheryl McCollum from Mexico, how does he end up in Shanghai? Well, Nancy, I'll tell you what I think. There's lots of places that, you know, are not going to extradite you back to the United States. I believe he picked China because of their human trafficking market. They will absolutely allow you to have sex with young children. You
5: know what? How, Cheryl, does that just roll off your tongue like that? I mean, you just say it without even pausing. But Nancy, here's
2: the deal. We're at a point with this guy. He is what he is. Call him what he is. He is a sexual predator. That has a preference. He could have gone to Belize. He could have gone to Morocco. Some fabulous, beautiful places. He chooses the place where he can get what he wants legally. But I'm going to tell you something. There's other victims there. Oh,
5: oh, definitely. Of course, uh, an American court will probably never hear from those victims because they're in another country, and to bring them in, a similar transactions. Uh, cops would have to go there and track them down and bring them here not going to happen we know that hires allegedly shoots his then 24 year old brazilian wife in the back of the head at close range that morning as she slept the evidence will be found in the bed and most likely sear marks or burn marks from a close range firing on her scalp it looks like um The skin has been burned. Now, Hires' own mother, Linda, goes to their home after Hires' lawyer calls her looking for him. But she couldn't stand to open the master bedroom door and ask for a neighbor's help. She must have had some sort of intuition. A neighbor went in and discovered the wife, Mila, dead. That was in the afternoon. We know this. We know he was last seen around 2 o'clock that day driving off in Mila's red 2005 Chevy Avejo. It was found three months later in the Mexican border town of Laredo, Texas. And that is why we believe he first went to Mexico. Now, days after, he was spotted on surveillance cameras withdrawing lots of money from ATMs at a Colton County convenience store about 50 miles from his home. What happened next? Years pass. Cops chased down reports of possible sightings in places like Colorado Springs, Toronto. As you heard, he was on America's Most Wanted, clearly leading a double life. Now, Dennis Susco, a deputy U.S. marshal, Said that he was in strip clubs, visiting prostitutes. In fact, there were allegations he may have even dated other girls in high school. He's six foot three, 210 pounds, blue eyes, blonde hair, with 11 years of police experience. He's trained in karate and other martial arts and is obsessed with obtaining a high level. Of fitness. Now, he speaks in a very clearly high-pitched southern accent. He loves basketball, plays piano. Those are some of the things we know about him. So how will those things help us find him, Cheryl McCollum? He won't
2: stop his habit. So again, he's working out somewhere. He's developing even more on his martial art ability um, somewhere. He's practicing. I'm telling you. And the reason you keep asking why these karate people, why with this, with, you know, molestation or whatever, they legitimately learn to control people without a whole lot of movement. They learn how to grab the wrist and hold you and subdue their victim without punching, without much aggression. So, again, he could walk down the hall and have control of somebody, and it just looks like he's walking with someone.
5: To Travis Bland, reporter joining us from the state newspaper. There are reports he has been captured, but uh, authorities will not confirm that for us. What do you know?
0: Yeah, I have sources in China that tell me that they know of him and they've heard that he is captured. The U.S. Marshal Service and local law enforcement here in South Carolina are not confirming that. They're saying that they know of reports of his capture, but that he hasn't, they haven't confirmed his capture yet. And uh, the U.S. Marshal Service says they're working with their international partners on the case.
5: Now, what we know is that a spokesperson from the U.S. Marshal Service says he's in custody in China, but we can't get confirmation whether that's true or not. So Kathleen Murphy family lawyer if he is in custody in China. What happens now?
2: Well, that will go through the process of potentially bringing him back to the United States to face these charges. And I don't know what the process will be in China, but I do expect that he is going to answer to these charges at some
5: point. I've researched it and have discovered that China does not have an extradition treaty with the U.S. So this is going to be a a legal nightmare. It would seem to me, to you, Cheryl McCollum, that China can't wait to get rid of him, can't get rid of him fast enough since he's allegedly been molesting girls there.
2: It may be, Nancy, but they also may want to keep him there and force him to answer to those allegations and not just let him leave. Those victims deserve justice and for him to be sentenced there as well.
5: Well, this I know. There are many families anxiously awaiting Daniel Heyer's return to the U.S., specifically the Brazilian family of his child bride. Take a listen to Karen Nix.
1: When Mila found out that there were allegations for um, lewd act on a minor against him, uh, she supported her husband. She didn't want to believe it. Mila had no idea uh, what Dan had in store, uh, that her ultimate fate would be uh, her being murdered by her husband. At his darkest hour, she supported him, and in her darkest hour, he killed her. Daniel hires
5: you can run, but you can't hide. The long arm of the law is coming after you, buddy. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off.
4: Goodbye, friend.